Welcome to Corporate Cornucopia, the podcast that's overflowing with business insights, entrepreneurial tips, and stories from the front lines of today's economic landscape. From the studios of the Kyrville Chamber of Commerce, I'm Mark Heiberger, your host. And I'm Noel Fenderson, your co-host. We are back this week with Kevin Kane, the president and CEO of the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, who is best known for developing Memphis's music brand. Over the last 30 years, Kane has coined the phrase, Memphis, home of the blues, birthplace of rock and roll, and used it to put Memphis on the map. All right. Well, um, thanks, uh, Kevin. We have Kevin Kane on uh, with us from the Memphis uh, Convention and Visitors uh, Bureau. And thanks for coming all the way out to Kyerville. Thanks for being with us on the podcast. Uh, I love Kyerville. It's uh, every time I drive out here, I see something new that I hadn't seen since, uh, you know, a few weeks earlier. So it's uh, just a great destination out here. Um, One of the greatest small towns in America. Yeah. I voted and I voted often on the USA Today poll. We, we were really that. we were really pushing that at uh, the convention of visitors bureau to really get everybody behind that because uh, you know those those types of um, recognitions and accolades are you know they're great for the whole region and you know it's something that you know obviously made visitors say you know I need to get to um, West Tennessee I need to go to Kyerville and check that out I want to see that uh, yeah. town square and all that so you know that was uh, that was great for all of us yeah the tide rises for us all absolutely when one does well the other um could could you take just a minute for those that are listening they've they've heard of you they they know about all the great things that are going on but just tell us a little bit about what the convention and visitors bureau does and what your role is with the convention and visitors bureau well you know everybody understands what you guys do what, what a chamber of commerce does uh, is just uh, so valuable to a community you basically are going out recruiting businesses here or helping local businesses grow creating jobs for the community you know you're an economic development agency well we're an economic development agency as well a little bit different we're here to attract visitors the visitor economy uh, to shelby county uh, for them to um, take their hard-earned dollars and, um, you know, go to our restaurants and go to our museums and our attractions or go to our sporting events. And uh, they bring their families or they may come just, uh, you know, a couple. They may come by themselves or with a group of people. So uh, that's another big form of economic development. And, you know, this industry, tourism and hospitality, supports uh, pre-pandemic uh, over 50,000 jobs in Shelby County, uh, generated close to $4 billion. It was $3.8 billion in spend. So you can multiply that times all of our different tax uh, uh, tax rates, and uh, that's uh, hundreds of millions of dollars of new money uh, to the county and to the state uh, for our community to operate. So, um, you know, it's a very important part of economic development, what we do, and it's uh, very successful. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it, we certainly saw a very dark chapter like everyone did, uh, during, uh, COVID, but, uh, boy, we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel and things are looking up. Mm. Great. What do you, what do you think attracts people most to a destination? Well, I think, um, interesting things for people to do or experience, you know, uh, visitors come in all forms or fashion. I mean, a visitor, is um, the medical supply person that comes here to to call on our 
our medical uh, implant companies. Uh, um, it, it could be the person that's in the distribution business that comes and calls on FedEx. Uh, you know, so the traveling salesman is a very, it's, they're a visitor as well. Uh, you know, the person that comes here to, because we're hosting the NCAA tournament at the FedEx Forum and their team, XYZ University, is playing in it. So them and their buddies or their family, you know, will come to the community for two or three days to cheer their, cheer their team on. Uh, so, you know, a, a visitor comes, uh, all sizes and shapes, all different, um, forms and, um, you know, and the whole nature is they're attracted to a city for a certain reason. Sometimes they're coming here for business reasons. Sometimes they're coming here for a specific, a convention or a conference or a trade show brings them here. And a lot of times, uh, people come here just because they're interested in what the city has and the community has to offer in Memphis and Shelby counties. Uh, uh, case, you know, we have a lot of diversity of things to do here from unbelievable museums, uh, that, uh, run the gamut from art to civil rights to, to ornamental iron, uh, to, music. to music. Of course, music is, is really probably our biggest hook on the leisure standpoint. Uh, we can track that, um, most visitors come here from all over the world. Uh, they come here because of, uh, an attraction to the music. You know, music is a universal language. They may not be able to speak English in China or parts of Europe, but, uh, boy, when that, their favorite song comes on, they can sing it word for word in English, just the way they learned it. And they might not even know what they're saying in some cases, but, uh, they know the music. And I think, um, Memphis and Shelby County have been so blessed, uh, going all the way back to the, the fifties or before with all the music that resonated out of, out of this area. And, you know, they've, they've arguably will say that between St. Louis to New Orleans and of course Memphis right in the center in the Mississippi Delta along the Mississippi river that a huge part of America's music that was exported to the whole world came out of this area with Memphis being the centerpiece of that. You know, our logo in Memphis is Memphis, home of the blues, soul, and rock and roll. And we're proud of that because it's diversity. It's not just country music. It's not just rock and roll. It's a kind of a blend of things. And, um, you know, it attracts people from all over the world. Yeah. What um, do you think is is Mem- – you, you just talked a lot about Memphis attributes, but what, what is the kind of the next wave of marketing of – of Memphis and of the the Shelby County area in terms of tourism or attractions to Memphis? Well, we do a lot of uh, research and we're, we're a data driven organization, you know, five or six years ago, uh, you know, we didn't even have a research department. Now we have a robust research and data department. We spend over a million dollars a year just on data and research. And, uh, it's, you know, our industry has become highly technical <laughs> and, uh, it's uh, amazing what is attracting, uh, uh, folks here. What, uh, millennials and younger, uh, youngers will do is a little bit different from what a baby boomer is interested in and wants to do. The good thing about, um, Shelby County is that we have a enormous amount of things that, that uh, young people especially find very interesting. You know, the investment that's taking place with our outdoor recreation, whether it's the green line that runs throughout the county or Shelby Farms, and I could go on and on of all the outdoor activities that uh, people find interesting. 
and um, you know the, the the music scene, of course, the food scene, which is so big. I mean, there's just so many things here that attract people, and uh, you know the reputation for this area, the reputation of the South in general, is very positive for people traveling. And uh, you know, locally, especially on the Memphis side, we get kind of a bad rap with crime and and a lot of challenges mm-hmm. that we with, that we have to deal with internally, the citizens that live in Shelby County, especially the Memphis part. But, you know, the bottom line is that when visitors are trying to think of a place where they want to travel to or they want to go, they, they just look at those interesting things that they, that, uh, that they want to experience. And uh, we have plenty of those things for people to do. Sometimes people, I think, might imagine that um, your organization is, is sort of obviously sending out popularizing, you know, Memphis and Shelby County and attractions that are here. But you also partner with other regional organizations and you plant seeds places. And I'll give you an example. About a year ago, right about now, I was in Greenwood, Mississippi. I drove over to Cleveland, Mississippi, to Delta State campus. And next door was the uh, M Television hundredth or fiftieth anniversary, whatever it was. But inside there was a display that Memphis Tourism had put there of Memphis music, which connected people who were going through that museum to Memphis music. And I was I was I was quite impressed and thought of you when I saw that, but that that was a, a great thing. Well uh you know it's interesting, you know, being right at the corner of Mississippi and Arkansas uh, you know, we look at ourselves as more of a regional organization. We don't define uh, our marketing and, and, and our efforts to just Shelby County. Uh, we know that, uh, as you said earlier, you know, a, a rising tide lifts all boats. Well, what's good for North Mississippi, what's good in the North, uh, the Mississippi Delta, uh, what's good in New Orleans, what's good in, in, in Arkansas can be very beneficial for Memphis, especially on the international side. For over uh, 25 years, we've had a uh, marketing uh, relationship co-op with the state of Mississippi Department of Tourism, the city of Memphis, not the state of Tennessee, Memphis Tourism. And um, uh, that has led to a lot of collaborations all over the world uh, with the state of Mississippi. It's lived through multiple governors, multiple tourism directors that have gone with various uh, administrations that run the state, Democrat and Republican. And uh, it's lived the test of time, and it's millions and millions of dollars that are invested between the two of us over that time. And the reason why it's, it has stood the test of time because it works. And, uh, you know, when a visitor uh, comes here, especially from outside the United States, and they land at uh, Memphis International Airport, which looks fantastic, by the way, with the new <laughs> facelift they've had. Um, you know, when the, when they whether they're staying in Collierville or whether they're staying in downtown Memphis at the Peabody, you know, when they they get in their rental car or whatever, they want to explore. And, uh, you know, they may go look at some interesting things in Crittenden County. Uh, they may go look at the history of cotton. Or they may want to go down to uh, the state of Mississippi and go down to Indianola to see B.B. King's uh, Blues Museum uh, and, and explore the Mississippi Delta, So uh, as, as well as doing all the things that we have to offer here in Memphis. So uh, that's why you saw that display. And uh, that partnership has uh, been very beneficial for, for them and us. That's yeah. great. Well, I mean, we're, we're talking about the collaboration, but let's also talk about the advantages that we do have 
you know, what what are some of those advantages that Memphis has to to attract people to Memphis? Well, I think when you st- stop and think, especially a visitor coming from outside the United States, uh, which we haven't seen many of those visitors over the last year and a half, but that's about to change. And, um, uh, you know, I, I think when you look at uh, what we have to offer, I mean, just think about it right here. Uh, in Collierville, you can experience a slice of America that looks a little bit differently from maybe downtown Memphis, uh, or you can get in a car and drive down to the Mississippi Delta and see something that's a little bit different from what you experience here in, at the Collierville Town Square. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we have so much to offer, and uh, it has really played well for us. And I think that's one of the reasons that 2000, uh, I mean, in 2019, uh, you know, we had over 13 million visitors that came here. That's when you break that out, that could be averaging over a million visitors a month from literally all over the world. And how do you measure that? Like you talked about the data. How well, do you measure the, how many the visitors? visitor economic, uh, economic, uh, economics of that is kind of done s- different ways. We obviously do a lot of research on our hotel guest and where they come from. Um, we also do something now called geofencing where we can geofence. We have about 180 uh, areas in Shelby County that are geofenced where we literally will put an invisible fence around the zoo or around Beale street or around the town square out here. And, uh, we'll be able to track through the mobile devices where the originations of, of those folks are coming from. Wow. So it's amazing what, uh, that data tells us. We also analyze, um, uh, there's all kinds of metrics that uh, Visa and American Express, and we buy into a lot of, uh, you know, uh, research uh, points that will tell us uh, how much money was spent in this area wow. via the credit card and so on and so forth. We, we really are entrusted with a lot of um, – uh, it's not really confidential information because – you know, I don't get your credit card statement right. and I know exactly where you, what you spent when you were here when you were on a trip. But we do get the, the kind of the generic version of what all that equaled mm-hmm. for our area and where, and where those dollars were coming from. So, you know, it's been um, spectacular for us. You know, years ago, we would do our marketing kind of with a, a shotgun. We would just shoot an ad out there and we would just hope it would stick. Well, now... Uh, through uh, digital uh, marketing and you know, the, the World Wide Web, of course, we can sit there and we can put ads and we can target people um, that if somebody goes to our website, for example, and they go to Memphis Travel and uh, .com and gets any information about Memphis. At that point, we've got those folks locked in and we can track them every step of the way as their experience it's closer to Memphis and Shelby County, or they never come, uh, and we can kind of push little notifications to them and push little <laughs> messages to them. You know, we've got something really cool going on at the zoo. Uh, yeah. You know, in a few months, you may want to check it out. Or hey, we got the Memphis May Music Fest. We got the XYZ headliners. I mean, there's all types of ways. I mean, we all experience it. We all kind of get annoyed sometimes by uh, you know some of the. Um, message that you receive when you're trying to get information on something else and something pops up from something saying, well, I don't have time for that. But really and truly, it uh, it really does kind of subconsciously pl- keeps uh, reminding them of what uh, the exciting things are to do here. Yeah. How's the riverfront <clears throat> expansion going? Well, riverfront expansion, uh, you know, um, 
Riverboat cruises have really taken off in the last couple of decades. Uh, the American uh, Queen Line, of course, that uh, is our primary one that has been so successful. And they do a lot of research. And, 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 and folks at River Cruise, uh, if you really look at the demographics, are a little bit older, but they have a lot of disposable income. And uh, they enjoy that leisurely, slow cruise from like New Orleans to wherever it might be coming through Memphis. And uh, Memphis has proven to be one of their more favorite stops. They do that by their research that, you know, Memphis is a place where they it's a must stop and they spend time here. In some cases, they, they spend the night here. In some cases, some of those cruises will originate out of here or terminate here or maybe in the middle of their cruise. And uh, we've seen really such growth in that that uh, Mayor Strickland in Memphis is now advocating to really expand our riverfront with multiple decks so we can handle more uh, river boats because now uh, Viking, uh, the famous cruise line, cruise industry, they're going into the river cruises. Memphis is right in the center of their footprint. So, you know, we're just seeing uh, a lot of opportunity there. And if the city is successful in what they want to accomplish is really eventually have, of course, the Beale Street Landing, which is our primary dock, and uh, another dock at the foot of Union Avenue, and then another one past Bass Pro. And uh, so we could actually handle three cruise ships, uh, river cruise ships, uh, vessels, um, you know, simultaneously. And the reason why we think that is so important is that we know by talking to the various river cruise companies that probably in about two or three years, uh, we could probably have one or multiple river cruise uh, vessels docked here about 300 days a year. So it's wow. going to be, we're just going to see enormous amount of growth in that industry. And it's, uh, it's worth a lot of room nights for our hotels. And it's certainly uh, very strong in the uh, economic benefit it means for our restaurants, our museums, our attractions, and so on. Do you think the uh, surge in river cruising um, and as you just mentioned, some of those really big branded companies uh, starting to go up and down the Mississippi, stopping in Memphis, <clears throat> is driven by a little bit by the pandemic and that staying in America, traveling at home for, as you said, the demographic that travels on those river cruises is just is a little older that might want to just have that comfort zone of being right here in America and not having to go overseas, but yet get the experience of. Well, uh, you know, river cruises got hit just as hard as, as, uh, as the uh, ocean cruise industry right. did over the last couple of years. Actually, Viking uh, was entering this market before the pandemic and uh, they kind of had to slow down on their plans as they were still building out these vessels. And, um, uh, so I don't think that was really totally driven by the pandemic. Maybe a little bit as far as people wanting to stay a little bit closer to home or feeling safer being at home. Maybe that will hang over a little bit as we come out of COVID. And I think COVID is something that unfortunately we're going to probably have to live with, like you do the flu or a pneumonia or anything else that's out there. Uh, as more therapies are uh, adopted to keep us safe from that and the various iterations of that. Yeah, I think it's just going to be something that's probably with us to s stay. I don't know if it'll ever be eradicated like, um, you know, tuberculosis or polio was at one time. 
but uh, you know, I think we're just going to have to deal with it. But as far as um, river cruises, uh, these plans were in place pre uh, 2020. So uh, uh, I think it's just they're just following their business plan. They kind of got sidetracked a little bit, slowed down a little bit by the pandemic, but they're ramping back up and they're projecting a really strong uh, future in that industry. And of course, we want Memphis and Shelby County to be a part of that. What have you seen with COVID and tourism this year? And then where do you see it going? Well, uh, you know, as I said, in uh, 2019, to be exact, we had 12.8 million visitors that came here from all over the world. Uh, in 2020, we saw that number drop to about five, five and a half million, wow. more than half. And most of those came in the first two months of 2020. And then in the fourth quarter, you know, from middle of March to about middle of August. It was, it was pretty quiet as you can imagine. But the fourth quarter, uh, we saw the return of a lot of visitors, uh, feeling safe enough to travel again. They were tired of being, you know, shuttered at home and, and, uh, and Memphis was a great, uh, uh, market for them to drive to. You can serve so much in the United States because of our central location. We did a two and a half million dollar, uh, advertising blitz, the latter part of the summer to really promote uh, that we were safe, uh, good place to come, easy to get to. And uh, we saw kind of a spike in the fourth quarter. And uh, and I think uh, as you look at 2021, we had, of course, we had the Delta variant. And, you know, you had to deal with these various variants kind of we had some kind of starts or stutters with that. But, uh, you know, we saw 2021 uh, started to look a lot stronger for us and a rebound of travel. I will tell you that um, if you look at the national hotel occupancy, we uh, Memphis and Shelby County was 5% higher uh, than the national average. So we kind of rebounded a little bit faster yeah. than other markets did. I think there was various reasons for that. I think if you go back to the uh, middle of COVID, uh, when we had all the um, social unrest with, with Black Lives Matters and various uh, issues that we were dealing with as a country, and you saw some a lot of violence, and whether it was Minneapolis or Portland or Seattle, parts of California were defund the police, and and we saw a lot of uh, rebellion and a lot of riots and burnings and that stuff got embedded in people's minds we really didn't have any of that in memphis uh you know you had that one episode where a group of protesters kind of ventured out about 100 feet out on the hernando de soda bridge it, it ended peacefully uh, other um, demonstrations in uh, memphis were very peaceful we didn't make the national news where you know memphis was not on fire uh, they were not looting and windows being broken. We didn't experience that. So I think, for example, in the fourth quarter, <clears throat> excuse me, in the fourth quarter uh, of that year, people had a uh, saying, gosh, we didn't hear anything bad about Memphis. You know, well, let's go there and, uh, and we can drive there and we can spend a couple of days here. We learned a lot of uh, some, some trends that changed through COVID. The party size shrunk. But the length of stay ex was extended. People were spending usually a, a day longer, two days longer. A lot of that was because people could work remotely. Yeah. So people could be mobile enough to take their job with them. Right. They could take the family or their, their spouse and, and they could say, well, let's go to Memphis for, you know, 
instead of just going on Saturday and Sunday, let's go Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday because Monday and Tuesday I can work from there. Uh, so, um, you know, it was good for us. I mean, uh, you know, I think most of our industry came back a lot faster than probably the national average did. And, and all research tells us that um, travel – and the hospitality industry is really going to explode in the next couple of years because there's a lot of, uh, as I say, pent-up demand, people that didn't take that trip or uh, whatever they were planning on doing, they were told they couldn't do it, and that made them want to do it that much more. <laughs> so, you know, people are saying, I don't want to miss out on, you know, something I should have done a few years ago. So we're really excited about that. That's great. You know, when you were talking about tracking and demographics earlier, <clears throat> do you have, are you able to tell the percentage of people who fly here versus those that drive or those that come from Europe? And can, can, do you have any cool st statistics well, like that that you we have um, you know, close to a million visitors that come from outside the United States. Now, this is. 2019 prior, obviously, from outside the United States, they weren't allowed to come here <laughs> for the last year and a half, and that's just starting to open up. So, uh, you know, 2019, and I'll, I'll preface that, but 2019 and prior to that, we were close to a million visitors from outside the United States. Uh, a lot of people don't realize I've, we've got, uh, I've got three full-time employees in London. Uh, i got a, someone selling Memphis and Shelby County in Germany. We have um, a full-time employee, and uh, he lives in New Zealand, but he works the Australian-New Zealand market for us, which is a very important market for us. Australia is now our uh, third biggest international market after Canada and the U.K. Uh, they have passed uh, Germany and, and other European countries. So, uh, uh, so you know, we've got a rep firm that uh, promotes us in uh, Japan, and uh, and we work with a, a firm in China that promotes us there. So we basically have almost global coverage to promote uh, what's happening in Memphis and Shelby County and and what there is to do and experience here. And it's uh, it's been very strong for us as far as the difference of what uh, flies here versus uh, drives here. The majority of our visitors drive here. Uh, in the United States. I mean, obviously, our airport's very busy. We have hundreds of thousands of people that fly here. But as I said, we get close to, uh, had close to 13 million visitors in 2019. So obviously, most of those uh, travelers got here by driving here. So the drive market is very important to us. And, uh, but, uh, you know, the airport is so important to us. It does deliver people here from all over the United States and all over the world. And, you know, when we got dehubbed a few years ago, when Delta purchased Northwest and we kind of were afraid that was going to happen when they have a hub in Memphis, so close to Atlanta, their fortress hub. And of course we eventually started to kind of see that hub status get dehubbed and, uh, get dismantled. I meant to say, and, and, um, but we've rebounded quite well by that. You know, we've got uh, some new carriers that uh, that started flying to Memphis. Southwest increased their coverage here. American really increased their coverage here. We now have more American airline flights than we do any other carriers. So they've become our, uh, along with Delta's, our two predominant carriers. So the airport has rebounded very nicely. And I think research <laughs> has said that um, as far as a city, an airport that has been dehubbed, 
that, and I think after our, when we got dehubbed, I think we went from 260 departures or close to that a day down to under 50. I mean, it was, it was terrible. And I think we're back up now to um, about close to a hundred departures a day here. So, you know, we've seen the airport get busier and busier. Uh, we were serving 44 cities with nonstop service when we were a hub. I think now we, we serve um, 19, uh, 20 airports around the country. So we're still less than half of what we were. And obviously we're still way below we were when we had um, a hub here but um, you know things are you know we're, we're serving our we're serving our community and we have ample service to bring people here yeah so 30 years you've been uh, here at the, specifically you know at the convention and visitors bureau how have you seen it change how have you seen Memphis change over those years and and where do you see it going what's the next decade look like well i, I think that uh, you know I've, I've been so blessed to see uh, a lot uh, you know i came in uh, at the very end of the dick hackett administration and uh, when dick hackett and bill morris were the mayors i, I worked very closely with both administrations i'm not a government <laughs> employee but a lot of people think i they, most people think i'm a, a city employee or a county employee but I'm, I'm really not but i certainly work very close with the city and county and and uh uh, they're so important uh, mm-hmm. on what makes Memphis and Shelby County, you know, operate. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I've uh, I've gone through uh, a, a lot of leadership changes. I've been fortunate to have just great relationships with all of our mayors in the city and county side. They've been great supporters of tourism and hospitality. Uh, I've got a lot of support from uh, members of the tourism and hospitality industry. So I've been, you know, I, I, you know, when I took this job uh, when I was 33 years old. I'm in my 60s now. And, um, you know, I said, well, gosh, you know, I'll probably do this for, I didn't know how long it would last. But um, this job's never been boring. I mean, this, this so many things have changed. There's always something that we're working on. You know, uh, less than 10 years ago, we took over management of the convention center and the, uh, the Renaissance Convention Center now and the uh, Cannon Center for the Performing Arts. So we started a, a management uh, division called Memphis Management Group. And uh, when the city uh, kind of quit having a, a, a staff that, that, that uh, promoted the Memphis and Shelby County Sports Authority, we started the Memphis Sports Council to really focus on this lucrative uh, youth sports market that uh, you've got great facilities here in Collierville. We've got great facilities all over the county in North Mississippi with everything from the micro soccer complex to the game uh, day baseball fields in, in Cordova or the new beautiful uh, baseball facilities out in Millington. And I could go on and on. The new Liberty Park complex that's under construction, 200,000 square feet of all indoor space for uh, indoor sports that, that will range from cheerleading to uh, basketball to, uh, you know, volleyball, gymnastics, et cetera. We host a lot of sporting um uh, activities and events at uh, the Renaissance Convention Center. We had uh, 200 volleyball teams here for two weeks at the end of January. Uh, end of January, we had a uh, volleyball. We, it runs from volleyball. Had a cheerleading the varsity. Uh, Spirit had uh, a big cheerleading competition. Uh, we had basketball tournaments that are going on throughout Shelby County. 
in the summertime, we have, you know, volleyball. I mean, excuse me, soccer and uh, baseball is everywhere you look. So uh, youth sports is a big business for us, and we have a division of that. So, you know, we kind of got our hands in a, a lot of things that um, kind of make uh, Shelby County tick. Uh, last year, we hosted uh, the uh, 70.3 Ironman competition, uh, first for Memphis and Shelby County out at Shelby Farms. Of course, it was a rainy weekend, unfortunately, but they love being here, and they're going to be with us for the next two years and hopefully longer. So, you know, we our hands uh, get involved in a lot of things. I think over uh, the last three decades, what I've seen that's changed the most is the way we market and promote. Uh, you know, when I started, it was television commercials, radio ads, and uh, magazine uh, ads. Uh, we still do all those things, but uh, it's so much more driven by technology. And as I've said, you know, on a few um, times during this podcast, uh, uh the, the data and research uh, really drives everything we do. We we had very little data and research 30 years ago. And, uh, you know, we spent a fortune on little pamphlets and brochures and, and visitor guides. And we still have some of those things. We used to print over uh, a million-plus uh, quick reference guides that were called. You know, we don't have to print those uh, <laughs> to that volume anymore because there's just so much that, that, that people can receive on their – on their cell phone. So um, our visitor centers, we operate three visitor centers uh, throughout Shelby County. We co-manage the facility down at the State Welcome Center downtown. We have one here, not far from here in Arlington at exit 25. And we have a, another visitor center at the Brooks Road exit uh, down, from, down the street from Graceland. We're seeing fewer and fewer people come to those visitor centers because, you know, I almost say, gosh, all we are is just a glorified restroom stop on the road because, you know, they, now you can, they can get their information of what they want to do and see and experience when they come into the community. So we've seen a lot of changes. Uh, we've seen changes in our visitors. We've seen how our industry has grown. And, uh, you know, I, I think in addition to that, there's just so much to choose from. Uh, we have over 50 attractions, bonafide attractions throughout Shelby County. That's a lot more than a lot of cities that are a lot bigger than us can boast on. So there's so much to do here and there's so much to experience. And, and I, as I always say, you know, our, our public amenities are first class. You know, if you look at our zoo, one of the best zoos in the, you know, it's probably one of the top 10 zoos in the whole world. And uh, that's not an exaggeration. That's not fluff. I mean, it's true. And, uh, you know, so, you know, and I could go on and on. Shelby Farms is just amazing what they've done there. And uh, and our, our, you want to ride bikes, you know, the green line, you got 130 miles and growing of, of, uh, of trails that you can ride throughout Shelby County. You can now cross the Mississippi River uh, over the, beautiful bridge down there and go into the state of Arkansas. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Charlie McVeigh's vision for that, and he was really the architect of that. He got behind that, and we had to had to deal with the, um, you know, a major uh, railroad <laughs> that they didn't really want people hanging out too close to their trains uh, on the, in, the middle, in the middle of the Mississippi River. But um, he basically – he basically helped convince them that that would be a great thing for everyone, and they supported it. But, you know, Charlie McVeigh's vision was to eventually get on the levee system over in Arkansas and really be able to bike all the way to 
all the way through Mississippi, all the way to Louisiana. So uh, maybe that will happen someday. I certainly hope it will. So uh, just it's just uh, I think the the way that we've grown up as a community and um, and uh, you know we're we're a we're a solid solid tourism destination here in Shelby County, and we got a lot to be proud of. Well, uh, <clears throat> we've we've reached the end of our our time limit, but we certainly appreciate you being on the podcast. Um, we appreciate your leadership and your service at the Memphis Convention Investors Bureau and all you do to uh, drive our economy, bring people to town, and help all of us grow and prosper and make Memphis a great place to visit and invest in. And you just do a great job. you got a great reputation throughout the community, and, and uh, we're blessed to have you in the role that you have. And uh, thanks for being on our podcast. Well, thanks for having me today. It's been a pleasure. And that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to Corporate Cornucopia. This episode was brought to you by our sponsor, My Town Roofing. Replacing your roof shouldn't be a hassle. It should be a smooth process done in a timely manner and, most importantly, at a reasonable price. My Town Roofers has thousands of satisfied customers. Check them out at MyTownRoofing.com. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, head on over to www.CoyerbilleChamber.com to access our notes, join the conversation, or leave a good review.